The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustle, and everybody else in between. A Monday night meltdown has begun. We're locked and loaded. We've got a full house on the program tonight. Sirius XM Channel 159. Vincent Bonsignor will step up and in straight for the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll talk Raider football. Covers uh, the Raiders for the Review Journal. Uh, Mr. Sean Higgs was just in Vegas for the big uh, bet bash and the uh, Sports Betters Hall of Fame inductions and all that other stuff. People are entering all of the the contests, something that we still have to do and take care of ourselves. Sean Higgs kicks it with us uh, this evening. Rick Saratella breaks it down. We talk football with Rick Saratella, George Kurtz. As I stated, we got a full house on the program tonight. Countdown to kickoff is on the AP poll um, was announced as we talked about last night. The AP poll dropped uh, today. Not, you know, no surprises at the top as far as Georgia uh, being ranked number one. Nobody is surprised that Michigan are ranked number two. Ohio State and Alabama, you might be able to make an argument that these are legacy rankings more than reality uh, rankings. This is, you know, it's hard to believe, too. Alabama, they're, they're ranked fourth. So Ohio State is ranked third. Alabama ranked fourth. LSU is fifth. USC, six. Penn State, seven. Florida State, eight. Clemson, nine. And the Washington Huskies, ten. This is actually the lowest ranking for Alabama to start a season in the AP poll in over a decade. Which, you know, most, most programs would be stoked at their rank fourth uh, to start the season. So there's questions around Alabama, and I think a lot of people who follow college football could actually wonder, and people are wondering, if they actually deserve to be ranked fourth. We can also discuss, do these polls matter? They do and they don't, in a sense. They do if you're in the top four. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, it, does, it does matter if you're in the top four. Right, because you're already, you know, you're built in, right? You're built in. You've got the, you've got the advantage of head ahead of everybody. Now, listen, you got to go out there and win the football games. And as soft as Georgia's schedule is, and man, is it soft. And it's pretty pathetic, actually, that a team as good as they are plays like such a brutally soft schedule that they do. But when they play good teams, they have beaten them as well. But this is pretty crazy. The Associated Press poll started in 1950. 
So we're, we're talking about uh, 73 years now. So the Associated Press started in 1950. Only 11 teams that were ranked number one, number one, after the season ended. That's pretty crazy. Like, only 11 out of 73. And think about it. There's been some damn good college football teams that people think, oh, there's no way they're not going to win the championship. And never mind the fact that no one's really ever won three in a row. We can go back to, like, the 30s in Minnesota and stuff like that, but they actually didn't even have, like, championships. They sort of, they're tagging them retroactively. So it hasn't been done. So Georgia's trying to do something that is incredibly rare, and it's only uh, been done... The late night anchor match for class. This is Portridge. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We got a full house on the program tonight. Let's do this thing. A lot of football talk. If you're a Raider fan, we're talking Raider football. Vinny Bonsignor, we told you last week that he was going to join us, uh, but he was a late scratch, so he's an early. he makes an early appearance on the show uh, this week. We talk Raider football coming off their win over the San Francisco 49ers. Raider fans are very excited right now about Aiden O'Connell. There's not a lot to be excited about when you talk about the Raiders, actually. Despite the fact, I guess we should say, one thing to get excited about is they're a good preseason team under Josh McDaniels. They went 4-0 last year in the preseason, and they won handily and easily last night. For the record, they're like three and a half points against the Los Angeles Rams team that gets drilled all the time in the preseason. The odds makers are aware that the Raiders are the play. We talk Raider football with, uh, with Vinny. We talk NFL football and more with Rick Saratella, all-access uh, football. NFL Draft Bible and more Rick Saratella. In the house this evening, George Kurtz will kick it with us uh, tonight for the Sports Good Radio and Television Networks. We've got uh, Sean Higgs breaking it down with us. He was just at the Bet Bash. There's a lot of stuff to break down, including Major League Baseball. Countdown to kickoff is on. The Georgia Bulldogs are ranked number one in the Associated Press poll. That's the good news. The bad news is nobody's ever won three times a row in a row in modern college football. Uh, history and since the AP poll was created in 1950 only 11 teams started the season number one and then finished number one only two times since the year 2000 USC in 2004 Alabama in 2017 so as good as Georgia are and as soft as their schedule is history tells us that uh, Georgia will not win the national championship for the third consecutive year the question is who can beat them who can do something about it the Michigan Wolverines are ranked second. Ohio State are ranked third. Alabama are ranked fourth. The LSU Tigers, five. The USC Trojans, six. Penn State, check-in ranked number seven. FSU, ranked ahead of the Clemson Tigers. FSU, number eight. Clemson, nine. The Washington Huskies round out the top ten. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Countdown to kickoff continues. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Let's roll. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Marinci. We've got a full house on the program. Sean Higgs will join us a little bit later on. We'll talk, uh, we'll get a recap of the Bet Bash. Sean was at the Bet Bash. And uh, we'll get uh, get some of his uh, Major League Baseball and NFL uh, picks, futures, and everything else in between. Countdown to kickoff is on the Associated Press poll has been uh, released. The AP Top 25. And you know, no surprise that the Georgia Bulldogs are ranked number one. I don't think anybody's surprised that Michigan are ranked number two. Michigan received two first-place votes. Georgia had uh, 60 first-place votes. Ohio State had a first-place vote. They were the only teams with first-place votes. Um, Alabama are four, LSU five, USC six, Penn State seven, Florida State eight, Clemson nine, Washington ten. The Texas Longhorns are ranked 11th. The Tennessee Volunteers are ranked 12th. Notre Dame 13, Utah 14, the Ducks, 15, K-State, 16, TCU, 17, the Beavers, uh, the Beavers, 18, Wisconsin, 19, and the Oklahoma Sooners round out the top 20. So to put in context just uh, how big that Florida State and LSU game is, but let's tip our cap to these teams for playing each other, unlike the Georgia Bulldogs, who aren't playing anybody all season long, essentially. And I don't know how it is that a team in the SEC has a schedule as soft as they do. The SEC, without a doubt, is the, you know, it is the, the gold standard of college football, but... There, there's a lot of things wrong with their conference, and their divisions are completely whacked. Now, fortunately, next year, things will get a little bit tougher for some of the teams in the SEC, but you know, some teams play a killer schedule, and other teams play a cupcake schedule every year at the SEC, and Georgia are in the cupcake division. Right, Georgia, like really, you know, they're not playing anything. They're not, you know, no early, like, big games and stuff like that. And I get it once in a while, okay, the schedule, they're made years in advance, but it is what it is. Yet history's not on their side, and it's amazing to me that going back to 1950, so that's when the AP poll was created, uh, the Associated Press Top 25 in 1950, only 11 teams, 
only 11 times in, in the last 73 years. Now, we should know it has only happened two times in the last 23 years. USC were ranked number one in 2004 in the AP poll, and they won the championship. And Alabama were ranked number one in 2017. Georgia were not ranked number one the last couple of years that they've won. So history is not on the Georgia Bulldogs' side. But as we stated, their schedule is, you know, it's incredibly soft. Breaking down the top 25 from a uh, conference perspective, the, U, um, the SEC has six teams in the top 25. The first-ranked team, the fourth-ranked team, the fifth-ranked team, the 12th-ranked team, the 22nd-ranked team, and the 23rd-ranked team. The Big Ten has five top 25 teams. The Pac-12 also has five. That's what's so like sad about this Pac-12 stuff. That from a football perspective, the conference has never been stronger. Actually, like there are some really good football programs right now. Some really really good teams in this conference. USC obviously are explosive offensively. You're going to put a million points up on the board, and you're going to they're going to dare you to outscore them. People are sleeping on the UCLA Bruins and what Chip Kelly is doing there, and now bringing in Dante Moore uh, at quarterback, the number one, uh, number one ranked high school dual threat quarterback in the country. The Washington Huskies are stacked and have a great offense. The Ducks, the Ducks are a playoff caliber football team. The Utah Utes are a dangerous football team. It's just like I said, it's really, it's really too bad that the conference is dissolving like this because. Yeah, in recent modern history, it's never been this good, right? People have always sort of like, ah, the Pac-12 isn't what it used to be. Well, they got they have as many teams in the top 25 right now as the Big Ten uh, do, and only one less than the mighty SEC. The Big 12 have four teams. The ACC have three teams. The American Athletic one, Notre Dame, or the sole independent. If you took a look and uh, ESPN broke it down, if sorted out by next season's conference realignment, the breakdown looks like this. SEC, eight teams in the top 25. The Big Ten, eight teams in the top 25. So, like the modern college football, and even with like the expanded playoffs, it's just going to mean that there are more Big Ten and more SEC teams in the playoffs. I mean, look, 16 of the top 25 teams are from two conferences, man. Like, that's, that's like, you know, wow. The Big 12 would have three teams, the ACC three. The Pac-12 one, <laughs> counting Oregon State, would be the only one left. So uh, there's the AP top 25. It's getting real, man. We got polls right now. We're less than two weeks away from the first games. Um, Saturday's, uh, you know, Saturday's week, uh, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, week zero slate. It's almost time to start breaking it down and... Uh, and, and isolating some games. We were talking briefly about UTEP last night. Another strange story uh, today that people were literally and figuratively blindsided by was uh, the Michael Orr story. Remember that dude? There was a movie with uh, Sandra Bullock, The Blindside. For the record, I did not see the movie. Despite being a massive sports fan, I'm not a fan of these sort of, like, feel-good type of, like, you know, I know what they are and stuff. It's all good. Good for them. But I generally, you know what I mean, I don't, like, run, you know, run to the theater to see these movies. So I can honestly tell you I've never seen this movie. He is alleging, Michael Orr is alleging, that the family that adopted him never really adopted him but have scammed him 
and have been making money off of this movie for years and lie to them about the amount of money that they were paid for the movie. Now, it seems kind of strange that it took them this long to start asking questions about where the money went for this movie. Now, the Tui family has uh, released a statement, and in fact, I believe it was the father who did an interview earlier in the day, I believe in on uh, local television slash uh, radio, etc., I believe TV, whatever, in Tennessee, and... Um, and basically denied the claims and said that he was very personally insulted that it's alleged that he would steal from one of his children. Now, when people see this, right away they're going to sort of believe that, yeah, he probably got hustled. Yet, an interesting dynamic to this is the family is rich and was rich before the movie. The, the, the family, the father, is a, a fast food magnet in the Tennessee area and recently just actually like sold a business for $213 million and has always been very well off and always been a very successful businessman, entrepreneur, long before this movie. So his quote was, why would I, why would I, what's my incentive to steal from anybody and why would I steal from somebody that I loved when I'm already rich, you see, <laughs> which is actually a pretty valid, right, it's, 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 it's a valid question. He claims that everybody in the family received the same amount of money from the movie and it resulted in about $14,000 each which a lot of people would probably not believe yet. So I don't know, there's like five or six of them, right? So it's like five of them, I think. So there's the, the, the parents, him, and the, the, the brother, you know, there's like five or six of them. So that sounds about right, about $100,000. It's not like, you know, Hollywood pays, you know, a million dollars up front for your story or something like that. And as, you know, as we're hearing now during the writer's strike, when you hear about some of the payment structures, like, look, the Stifler dude from American Pie, he got, he got paid $8,000 for that. So when I hear, you know, the old man say that, you know what, we got $14,000 each, it doesn't sound like that insane to me, to be honest. Or is complaining that they're getting 2.5%, though. This is sports rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Care to place a wager? Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson in three rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing, the actress, beating Mike Tyson, the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good company. Betting Freddy took the same wager. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We'll bring Sean Higgs in in a minute, but as I was just talking about the Michael Orr story, and I think to me it's more symbolic of Hollywood, actually. Number one, I don't really see what his lawsuit is. I don't, I didn't read it word for word. I guess we'll learn more, but he's alleging that he was never really adopted, which he wasn't. Um, he was, but there was a conservatory, and it was only because if he was going to live with the family, he wouldn't have been able to play in the NCAA because it would have been like a gift. So they had to like make him part of the family to play football, actually. So that's what the father said. He said, number one, you know, the whole reason, you know what I mean, what the real story is, is because the NCAA, because we gave him gifts by him living with us, we had to make him part of the family. Otherwise, he would have been ineligible. So, but he signed over some sort of power. He says that he was tricked into signing over some sort of power of attorney. Now, as I stated, the, the family was already rich before this. And like there's our fast food magnets and like sold their company for like $213 million. And in his own words were, why would I rip off my own son for $40,000? And so it was some stupid movie. It's, you know, it's a pretty crazy story. But like I said, like... He claims that everyone in the family got the same amount of money, $14,000 each. He said, to my recollection, we, you know, we split it up. We all got $14,000 each or so. And he says there's no 2.5% because the movie's gone on to make $300 million. All right, so I think that's what Orr is seeing right now. But, you know, the thing is, here's, um, here's um, John Cusack, uh, the actor. This is talking about the writer's strike. He said, uh, when I was younger, I did a film, and somehow I got uh, points. Not net gross, but I actually got points. I never expected to see any money, but the film became quite famous. So about 10 years ago, I looked again at the financial statements of the movie. They were obligated to report, and to my shock, they claimed that they had lost $44 billion on the film. <laughs> I thought, wow, I almost bankrupted Fox. Not really, sarcastically. The film cost $13 million to make, and money spent to release was very minimal at the time, 30 years in. So you're telling me that that movie has managed to lose money every year and has now lost $44 million? <laughs> That's a pretty neat accounting trick, don't you think? So, like this whole, like if Michael Orr thinks there's all this money, yeah, there's money, and uh, the studio executives were one that made it. 
They don't, you know, Hollywood, man, read the fine print in those contracts, bro. It's a cold-ass world. Like, it's the only world colder than sports betting and poker. <laughs> Hollywood. That's why, like, all these all these writers, oh, it's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? Welcome to Hollywood. Of course, the, the, the town was built on unfairness. Let's bring in uh, Mr. Sean Higgs, who was just in Las Vegas. It's straight and honest city as they come. <laughs> Sean, Sean Higgs. I saw you on Twitter, Sean. You look like you enjoyed yourself at the Bet Bash. Uh, betting, poolside, drinking, cuisine, food, a little bit of everything for you. Yes, yeah, a little food, a lot of food. I'm a big guy, Gabe. I like yeah, a lot of food, drink. actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good time out there for a little Bet Bash. You know, I was, uh, got to meet some new people, saw some, you know, they had the little Hall of Fame thing, so you got to see some really uh, interesting people in that, let me tell you. It's, uh, not, not every day you run into a... Uh, as like Roxy and you know Billy Walter and stuff like that. So yeah, the legendary Roxy Roxborough, who of course uh, famous I, for the Roxy line in the newspapers. There were a lot of heavyweights there, no doubt. That was the who's who of the of the gaming world, and a lot of these guys are getting up there in age too, right? So it was nice to see them. Um, it was nice to see them get some spotlight. I don't think a lot of the younger kids know who any of these people are, but I so saw it was nice that you know that they were getting honored like that. I uh, I came back, so I'm having dinner yesterday with my uh, my family and just talking about Roxy. And my mom's like, who, who, who? Like, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like a kid at Christmas time talking. I had run into him on Tuesday afternoon at the Westgate. I walked in to you know get a couple of things, and he's sitting in the, like the front row. I'm like, Roxy. I'm like, I showed him my little ID. I'm like, hey, uh, so you at that bash? He's like, well, here, have a pen. We chatted for like five minutes. You know, he's a nice guy. You know, he's a uh, Absolute legend. Like, oh, so what? Yeah, yeah. What was the highlight Good. for you? Meeting, meeting Roxy or uh, Billy Walters or I, like the the conferences? I, I, what was the highlight? Was, I I really the, the panels were really good. Enjoyed the panels. You know, it's um, you always want to learn, right? I, and let me tell you, there was whatever six, seven, eight hundred people there. I was definitely the dumbest person in the room. A lot of smart people there. Like I'm not, you know, these guys are like numbers guys. You know, like. Really, you know, you pick up a lot. Like, everybody's got their own little way of doing things. You talk to a couple of these guys. You know, it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. And I actually, forget the panels, and it, there were a couple, you know, you follow the, the old gambling Twitter kind of stuff. So you saw kind of stuff about, you know, uh, another, you know, I'm not going to name names on there. They kind of went after kind of hard some guy. And uh, I, I kind of felt bad for him up there, but he came, took his punches. You know, he's. Oh, so I was well, I'll say it. Are you talking about the uh, Darren Rovell? Yeah, yeah. So he. he so let me there, ask you. Know, you. I, you know, I don't like this. Yeah, let me. No, but let me ask you. What do these? What are these gamblers? And what like? What do they care about what Darren Rovell tweets about? Like I don't. I don't understand their anger towards Darren Rovell. I don't understand everybody's anger towards Darren Rovell. So the guy tweets about bets and baseball cards. So like, what are they pissed off about? So the, they were mad that he like was tweeting out something about parlays, but he really gets paid to be an affiliate, that he leads people down these roads, uh, for for you know, whatever parlays. Oh, he's not honest about things. He's like I'm a you know and, and um, so Rob Rob uh, Zola from the Hammer was like oh, you know you got to be a little more, uh, and I guess like, whatever they don't get along the two of them you know, but I'm thinking to myself. The most of the young crew 
is that's what they like. I mean, you go to any app, right? It loads up. A, there's like there's a same game probably already loaded. Like here you go, every game. Like I jump on the Caesars app, and every game has a thing already loaded up. Like take these three things for a parlay. Yeah, I don't, you know, and I get, I, I get the debate. The guy from that. I get the debate as whether they think same game parlays are a smart gambling strategy, but. To hate, I'll be honest with you, what it is, a lot of the guys, the Vegas guys, the, the dudes that have been around a while, they're smart dudes, but the actual business is sort of like, you know what I mean? They're not, they don't have the same power they used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it used to be like, oh, my God, what are, what are they saying in Vegas? Now it's like, whatever, dude. FanDuel's bigger than anyone in Vegas is. Right? Yeah. So, like, they don't, you know what I mean? They don't have, so they're very sort of bitter about the, sort of the old handicappers as well. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've seen, you know, they all bitch about, oh, it's what a scam. Anybody that's saying this is doing that. And then they're turning around and they're trying to sell you something themselves. So, it's like, dude, like, and then, and then, that's my whole deal. I know all like, those people. They're not all angels themselves. So, like, that's my whole thing. Like, unless, like, like the purity. Like I said, I don't know. I just see a lot of people that bitch a lot in the sports industry. That's kind of me, honestly. Oh. I was just like, you know, it's just a lot of dudes with attitude. Everyone thinks they're the smartest guy in the room, and they're just all kind of know-it-all jerks. <laughs> well, I'm listen, there's, you definitely got a lot of smart people. But, they're, you know, you go to college for six, seven years, and, you know, I, I get it. You know, you know that's fine. You know, but uh, but but for them to like gang up on them for, well, you don't have the right people on. Like, so Darren said to us, like, so, you know, <laughs> so I'm wrong, but whoever you have is right. And they're like, yeah, you know, like I mean, come on, right? he is what he is, though. He's, I, I don't think you get on him for something like that. You know, well, I don't know. Me, call me crazy. I mean, I. Well, to me, I don't know. The whole thing is. Um. I but never I think really. Jack tweeted that the whole he tweeted out like the whole the whole thread on the, you know, on on, <laughs> on the Twitter, which and it was like watching live. Like he, I mean, like he went and he good for him. He's he sat there. He's they made no bones about it. Hey, this is what I do. What's the problem? You know, like well, Robel, he wants the attention. He doesn't mind. He likes being the bad. He's he's embraced this. You know what I mean? Instead of rolling over, he sort of embraced the you know being being the bad guy. Now listen, I don't know the ins and outs of like everything and their their personal feuds. Yeah. And I know Pizzola personally. I do not know Darren Rovell personally, but I don't know the ins and outs of all of it. But to me, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know like why they care so much. Why Darren? What Darren Rovell? I, I don't. Well, and that's what he said. He's like, you know, what, what do you care? And like, well, you misinform people. Like, I mean. I don't You're know if he's misinforming people. You're going to the action network. network to find information. Like, they were mad that, you know, you go to, to Google something and the action network comes up because they have SEO words. Yeah, but that's the way the world no. works, right? So that's my whole point. Like, they seem said. to be living. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, it's like, so like don't hate like, the player, I, hate the game. Out. So that's what I'm saying. They don't like the modern way that it's going right now and the companies that have taken over, but... Tough. That's the way it works. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I get. It. I'm more. I'm more. I'm, I'm more of an old school kind of guy when it comes to the things. You know, I, I understand that side of it, but so I, I, it, made, but listen, it, it, it was. It was interesting. It was. It was fun to watch. It was good stuff. You know. I mean, next year. I wonder. I, I'm sure it'll go back next year. I'm sure it'll be fun for next year's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. People like the arguments. You know what I mean? People like the arguments. I miss having yeah, an argument do. years ago with Whale Capper about the Carolina Panthers. See, that was fun stuff. I ended up, I ended up losing a $500 bet. 
after the Panthers lost like seven games in a row to end the season. Get some baseball picks on the other side of the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. It's a wild night on the diamond uh, tonight. Crazy game in Kansas City with the uh, the Seattle Mariners and the Kansas City Royals uh, this evening. And um, Bobby Witt. All right, Bob, Bobby Witt. Man, the guy ended up with like four hits and inside the park home run. Uh, this is the first time that uh, someone's had multiple hits and an inside-the-park home run since 2004. Man, Seattle stormed back late, but then Kansas City scored again. Sean Higgs was with us. And I'll tell you, Sean, I don't bet a lot on Kansas City games. Or I should say I don't bet on the Royals a lot because I'm not crazy because they have been money burners. But over the last couple of weeks, they've been more competitive. But for me, it was a very frustrating game tonight. I had the under eight in this game, and I could have lived with Seattle just losing, but then they got to score four runs in the eighth inning. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, you know what I mean? And they scored more after. It was like, wow, only to end up losing the game after the fact. But wild night uh, tonight on the diamond. How did the baseball board treat you tonight? Not bad. I went two and one today. I had uh, a Texas run line, Orioles, and Tampa Bay under. So. Not too bad. Have a nice little August. Nice little August. Tampa Bay, I had my doubts about them coming into tonight with this Franco story hanging over their heads, but, you know, they they handled their business. I figured figured they'd be a little uh, off kilter, a lot of questions. They'd come out, but I don't know. I guess they took out their frustration on the uh, Giants with a 10 spot. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I don't know how San Francisco do it, but... Listen, San Francisco came into tonight, guys. They were 15-5 and five this year as a home underdog. Number one record in baseball, actually. So I'm not going to beat myself up to it, uh, you know, for too much. But um, impressive by Tampa Bay, as we stated. You know what I mean? Like, for everything that's going on, they got a million injuries. Now they got this Franco stuff. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird situation that they're in. They had a big, big win for them uh, tonight. 
I say in bullpen games, I know Beck got crushed today, gave up 10 hits of three innings for the Giants. Their bullpen has been excellent, and they're, they're something like 16-5 and five or 16-6, and six, just in like bullpen games where you, they get the starter for two innings and everybody goes for like an inning or two. They've really excelled with that uh, approach this year for them. So. It's again, ironic. They get, you know, yeah. Because uh, Madison Bumgarner. games are thinking terrible. Bum, you know, you think Bumgarner. Terrible time, but. Bumgarner said before years ago that I would uh, he would retire if they became like bullpen starts, uh, and it's ironic that San Francisco lives like that now, which uh, which they have been. Tampa Bay started it, and you know what I mean. It actually works, and it's it's a hell of a lot cheaper uh, for teams, and it's you know what I mean because you're facing so many different pitchers. No, the hitters can never really get into a rhythm at all. But the only thing is, when you're using six and seven pitchers a night, you're running through your bullpen, and exactly. eventually someone's going to be off, right? It's like playing blackjack. Yeah. You're going to get it wrong eventually. Someone's going to get lit up out of the five, six guys that you send out there. And, yeah, and then, and then when you're 120 games in a season, everybody's got 60 innings on. You know, that, that's a little weird on the guys who are – Middle, most of these guys are middle relievers. It's not like you're bringing in your your closer or your best sediment every single game like that. You can't do it. That's gonna, I didn't, you think it'd come back to bite you in the butt more often than it does? I didn't love the card tonight. I took Baltimore in the late night. I took uh, I took the two dogs with Baltimore and San Francisco. I lose uh, with Seattle. I hit with the Atlanta Braves. I parlayed the Braves with the Women's World Cup that we'll get to a little bit uh, later on. But a team that is absolutely just scorching right now, the Los Angeles Dodgers are back at it uh, tomorrow. Minus 210 with Bobby Miller on the hill. The Milwaukee Brewers uh, go to Los Angeles. Hauser's on the hill, plus 175. The total is nine in that game. And once again, the Baltimore Orioles are underdogs. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the Orioles are the number one team in baseball as far as profit is concerned. Like, they're the most profitable team for people who have been betting on. If you bet every game, the Orioles are number one. And they just get zero respect from from the lines maker consistently, though, Sean. All it's every night they're dogs almost. It's crazy. Yeah, all season. I think they, I think they've got the most or, or tied for the most road wins in baseball. You know, I mean they're dogs again. I I, I bet them for them. I got them plus uh, one twenty two. Why am I gonna? I'll I'll, I'll go back. You're gonna get these guys as dogs, and that's fine. On the other side of that, we got Waka making. He's coming back from an injury, whatever he was. I'm not buying Walker. Okay, he had a nice he had a nice first half, but again, the way Baltimore's been playing all season, could they have 73 wins? And their dogs, or uh, when are they ever huge faves? They're never like monster faves either. Well, what is crazy for a team that has won as much as they have? Tonight was the 59th time that they've been an underdog. Which is insanity for like this late in the season that they are consistently still underdogs when they win as much as they do. They now they're thirty five and twenty four. Half, half, half of the that's half the, that's half their games they played. They're underdogs and that's crazy. Yeah, almost. Yeah, pretty pretty. Yeah, you're right. Pretty pretty much. Right. Um, I get it. Earlier in the season, people not believing in them, but it's still consistent now. Right? I mean, they're still plus 115, plus 110 all the time on their. And when they're at home, they're small favorites, right? They're not big. Small Sometimes faves. they're even home dogs, but they're small faves at home and they're usually underdogs on the road, which I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't get when you consider just. You figure that the, the book will get tired of losing with them, but I guess they don't, Sean. Like you just said, they're, they're, nobody wants to believe in them with 73 wins the second. What do they got? Second most wins in baseball? First, you know, right up there with Atlanta, right? I mean. 
a game or two by Atlanta. Tonight, and yet, and yet San Diego, <laughs> San Diego is favored, and they're what are they? Five, six, seven games under five hundred. But that team's ready. That team's going to break out any second. Let's keep. Let's keep. Looking at the back of the baseball card, like they're just going to bust that in and go off twenty and one to, to the next three weeks or something. Come on, this is well, take the free money to Baltimore. You're not you, people are waiting for that. Waiting. But it's not happening with San Diego, but yeah, it's all it the Come on, it's <laughs> I can understand Baltimore like being an underdog at Los Angeles or something. You know what I mean? If they're playing all right, they're in, they're at Texas there or whatnot. They're against a really tough team. But the thing is, San Diego are cold right now. So it's not like San Diego are hot. It's like you could say, well, you know what? San Diego's record isn't great, but they're actually hot. No, they're not. They're not. And that switch is not getting flicked. Things are getting worse. Things aren't getting better right now for San Diego. They lose again. Two and eight in their last ten. Three-game losing streak. And their favorites, (laughs) their favorites over the team with the second most wins in Major League Baseball. After just losing to them again, it's crazy. And it's not even. It's Baltimore has been on the West Coast. They just sort of said it's not like it's like the, today was their first game back and they're going to get like tired legs or something tomorrow. They've been out here a week already. They played Seattle all weekend. They're comfortable and you know they're in the time zone. They're fine. It's not like it's a bad spot for them. People don't believe in. People don't believe in Baltimore and the uh, in the playoffs because they think, oh, well, their pitching won't be good enough. But what do you think? You think Baltimore can win the American League and go to the World Series? Uh, I don't know, man. The pitching, if Flannery's healthy, when he's healthy, he's pretty good. But after that, it's, I mean, Bradish is young. you got young guys in there who are really pushing, you know. I, I, for me, for, for these young pitchers, when you get to their, like, innings limits, what they have, like, the year before stuff, you're going to see a little bit of fatigue. And the good side for them is that Rodriguez kid, Grayson, he's been a little, he was bad and now he's getting better. So maybe they could ride him because he's, you know, he's a tatted kid. Maybe he's going to just turn on down the stretch and he'll be the on behind Flannery or something. I think the, I don't know, the pitching to me, Houston, I think, is the dangerous team there because they haven't played their best ball all year, but yet there they are just lurking, winning, just hanging in the, the shadows. They're still dangerous. With six LCSs, got a, that's a, and they just kind of have that little gift about them. It's tough to write them off. But I don't I, disagree. I wish Baltimore would have went. I wish they would have went big for like Snell and brought a big a big guy in there. I mean, Flannery's nice, but the, the injury concerns got to worry a little bit. Yeah, but you know what? You could argue that, but you could also say, why should, why would they? Number one, they're cheap, so they weren't going to do anything. Um, yeah. And number two, they could say, well, look, we're you know we're as good as we are. We, you know why, why, why tamp? You know, mess with the with with the chemistry that we have. But I think. Yeah. I think that the, the Baltimore Orioles' success, and it is a great story from a team perspective. Their owner's kind of a jerk and whatever and all that stuff. But on the field, it's a great story. But I think the Texas Rangers probably aren't getting enough love, actually. People don't talk about the Rangers very much. And now Scherzer, you know, Scherzer records his sixth career game with 10-plus strikeouts and one or uh, zero hits allowed. It's tied by fourth by most any pitcher since the mound was set at his current distance. In 1893, only Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson uh, have more. Super impressive. Um, you know, they're not getting anything, obviously, from DeGrom right now. But I do think this Texas team will be scary to play in the playoffs. They are a dangerous team. Listen, I like Dunning. You know, he's he's rounded into form after uh, being bounced around in a couple of trades. Coming out of both ends, having a nice year. Gray's been good in his years uh, since coming over from Colorado. 
if Evaldi comes back and he's as good as he was when he went on the injured list, they could. They are they, nice young lineup. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not anti-Texas. I mean, I don't hate it. What, uh, you know, nobody gives him no respect. You're right. No one. Everybody thinks he's going to overtake him. You know. Me included including myself. Yeah, me too. Even I've been pro Houston. It just it's hard. It's hard not to respect what the Astros have done. Forget about the garbage cans and all that type of stuff. They're still a great organization. So before we get you out of here, what catches your eye for tomorrow? And what was the hot? Did you pick anything up uh, in Vegas that you heard people talking about? Win totals, college, NFL. The, that you uh, just say you said you know what that is. A, that's a good point. Strong play. So uh, any? Did you pick any? Uh, did you play any futures in Vegas? And uh, what do you think about the overnight baseball card here? All right, overnight baseball. Like I said, I, I already grabbed the uh, the Orioles here. I do like the uh, Nats over to nine, and the Braves roll line. I think Sevy is just going to get throttled tomorrow. Um, I don't, like. I, I didn't really just flat out ask people for, hey, who do you like, you know, and stuff. But I, I did do a couple of uh, features. Come my favorite uh, football ones. I grabbed a uh, Rice over four and a half. I grabbed the Sam Houston over four. Uh, Oklahoma State under six and a half. And NFL and two totals. I took a Green Bay over eight and a half at plus 165. You know, they they ran to like a 500 type team, if you look at the the odds for the whole season. And I'm kind of high on them. I think nobody's given Love a shot there. And I I think that the fact that Rodgers is gone really helps everybody else because if a player drops the ball now it's not going to he's going not going to be like Blackwood and never get a pass again they're going to rally around a younger quarterback so i kind i kind of like them playing division i know there's a lot of love for detroit and you know the vikings or the vikings whatever but uh, give me the over eight and a half plus 165 and and at the cowboy fan stuff i took philadelphia over 12 and a half at plus 245 i mean short of their game versus like kansas city they're these guys are going to be, like, favored in basically every game. I mean, where are they losing? I, I see, like, 11 wins on their schedule. I'm like, all right, you know, at the Jets might be a little tough. At Dallas, okay, they have a tough stretch. It's Kansas City, uh, Buffalo, San Fran, and Dallas all in a row. I get it, but what do I need? Two wins there to go over the total? I'll, I'll take it for a plus 245. You know, I, I, they go 3-3 three and three in that stretch. I'm still getting that over. Uh Alternate total of twelve and a half plus two forty-five. I don't mind. Yeah, you attacking the uh, the alternate numbers, trying to get some plus money there. I do share your enthusiasm. Um, about the Green Bay Packers as well. Win total seven and a half. I like it. I don't mind what you're doing, getting some plus money. And I also think they're very live to win that division at plus 400. Sean Higgs, Mr. Sean Higgs on Twitter X. Good stuff, uh, Sean. <laughs> Twitter X. <laughs> Twitter X. <laughs> May the winners be yours. The late night anger match for cost continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Thanks to Sean Higgs for kicking it with us. The late night anger management class, the three minute warning, level one. George Kurtz will step up in level two. Vincent Bonsignor from the Review Journal will talk Raiders football. Rick Saratella will step up and in as well in level three. We've got a full house. We haven't forgotten about the Women's World Cup. Uh, we've got the semifinal coming up at uh, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4, 4 o'clock Eastern tonight. Spain and Sweden. And, of course, Australia and uh, England are the other semifinal tomorrow. So we'll get into the World Cup uh, before we're done. We've got a pretty big story. This story has been um, – people in Vegas have been talking about this for a couple of weeks, but now it's starting to um, it's starting to become more public in which there's a um, – you know, it makes you wonder, like, how does this stuff happen in today's day and age? And do you think you're really going to get away with this? But the feds are probing Las Vegas ties to an illegal betting ring. Resorts World and MGM Grand employees have been subpoenaed in a widening investigation of, of, a, of a private sports book that catered to Major League Baseball and NFL players. A federal investigation into Wayne Nix. And, of course, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But uh, Wayne Nix is accused of running an illegal sports gambling operation. He's a former minor league baseball player who is uh, friends with a lot of professional athletes, and he used his contacts, they alleged, to take sports bets from people that didn't want people to know that they were betting on sports and or how much money they were betting on sports. Prosecutors alleged that Nix ran a betting ring to cater to professional sports players including Yusil Puig, uh, and, including, and, and others, as, uh, as we'll go on here. According to court filings, the Knicks gambling ring operated the highest levels of professional sports, with former pro athletes acting as bookies and clients, including a current Major League Baseball coach, active NFL and Major League Baseball players. An NBA player's business manager, and a sports broadcaster. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. More on the other side. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.